The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode. We are talking about Viva Connections, an app actually getting deployed in Teams. Teams meeting recordings are going to have an auto expiration, aka getting deleted automatically from OneDrive and SharePoint. And Yammer, getting nested replies to comments, among many other updates, of course, like we normally do throughout the week. For each week, I mean. So, Daryl, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm good. I know that we, we skipped a week, um, partly for other things happening in the background for both of us, but also it was really quite a quiet week, wasn't it? And indeed it was. It's, uh, there's only a couple. And in fact, there was even one that was in my tenant, but not in yours mm. uh, from the previous week. So we'll get to that as well uh, as we dive into the messages this week. And speaking of which, maybe we should just do that. Maybe we should just dive. Well, in. yes, that's that's what we're here for, my man. Um, we'll start off with uh, my message about Microsoft Stream and viewing the transcripts for Microsoft Teams meeting recordings. This is MC274185. Uh, now, with uh, this, we've we've been shifting transitioning to a new way of storing our meeting recordings. They're being stored in OneDrive and in SharePoint. OneDrive for private meetings, SharePoint for channel-based meetings. And in that transitioning, we have had to give up a few things that were um, really useful in Microsoft Stream, uh, one of which was transcripts. Uh, that If you wanted to come back and look at a transcript for a meeting recording, uh, then it wasn't playing alongside the video. But over recent times, we have seen some of those capabilities come back, uh, such as speeding up the, the video so you can watch it in 1.5 and twice the speed. And now we're seeing transcripts come back into that experience for watching meeting recordings. Now, it's not the last time you'll hear of meeting recordings during this episode. But Daniel, I'm really happy to see this uh, come back because it is something that mm. um, yeah. if you've got the transcription feature, fine. Yeah, you can watch it within within Teams, I guess. But if you wanted to watch the recording from stream, you'd also want to see the recording, wouldn't, uh, the transcription, wouldn't you? I would, most certainly. And I think uh, the latest training I did on meetings and when I was talking about transcription, you know, people are like, oh, this is really cool and being able to see who said what. And and so this is, I think, a feature that is widely used by those that know about it. And so, yeah, I definitely would want to, to see. Yeah, that. Um, I wasn't too impressed with transcription early on because it didn't do a great job with um, accents in my end of the world, but that sort of thing has been improved. And transcriptions are useful, not just for uh, accessibility reasons, but also if you want to search through a video and find uh, certain contents easier. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, if it's accessibility, absolutely, but it's also findability, finding where uh, topics are talked about, um, being able to search through that is hugely important. 
So this is uh, rolling out to targeted release uh, beginning early August, which is now, and expected to be complete in early September, and for standard release rolling out late August and expected to be complete uh, late September. Daniel, uh, let's get people-centric now. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's let's focus on people. So this is new people-centric search features coming to Microsoft Search, MC275345. And this is really focusing on people and search results and being able to um, find content. And this is a big feature when you're working with people. And, and it's actually been a big feature within Microsoft's functionality within the technology, AI has been suggesting content to us already based upon the people we work with, right? So, uh, but this feature is being able to search for individuals in our organization and then finding content that's relevant but uh, from them, right? So going the other way around, instead of searching for content and finding the people who created it, finding a person and then seeing their content, but then also getting more context around them um, and such. But So let me talk about the uh, message here. It says, uh, targeted release is rolling out late August, expected to, through early September. So a pretty short window. Uh, standard release will be rolling out and completed in early September. So we're gonna be getting this uh, within the month. And uh, there's a couple things with this I want to mention, and there's actually a video. I'll get to that in a second, but there's a couple things I want to mention. Number one, it says there is no impact for this change. Uh, well, that's not entirely true, and we've talked about this a lot on the show, that every change has an impact, right? Whether it's a, a negative impact, a positive impact, or just you know a new impact, it has an impact. Come on. Um, so basically... Like I said, talking about once it's rolled out, individuals will be able to search within your organization, find people, and then find content. Um, and it'll be in the Microsoft search box. The uh, The other thing I wanted to mention is it's got a nice little tag um, line that they've put in here is um, where you, you can search, uh, you can find content through people and understand people through their content. I think that would be an interesting uh, tagline for a company, like if you're you're in kind of in this business. But so there's not a whole lot of information in this message about what it's going to look like, what's going to happen. But Microsoft did uh, release a video. So let's take a look at that video. And in the video, uh, so this was released in December, shows how you can search for a user in the Microsoft search bar. And when you click on that user, you are presented with their people card over on the right-hand side, detailing information about that person. But then you see the content that they have created um, and you could, you know, search within that, of course, you know, if you wanted to. But then also what is presented to you and what is highlighted in this video <clears throat> is the organization tab being able to click on the organization tab, see where that person is in the organization, see, seeing you know how your organization um, is laid out there. So anyway, check out that video. We'll put a link to the video in the in the uh, details below this message. But it, Daryl, do you like this kind of um, 
progress, I guess, or this change where we're looking at finding more about content by searching for people? Basically. I do. I like um, any additional vector for finding what we're looking for. Um, and we, one of the common ways is thinking and recalling a conversation or uh, a chat or a, uh, an email or something like that where, where you've had that discussion about content. The other thing is people. I know I, I was talking to Daniel this week about something and I know that he, he shared this document with me or he was referencing something there. Um, so people-centric search just really makes sense. And I, I do like the look of this update. It should make it easier for people to find content when you're thinking of the person first. Yeah, and I think the um, in that video, the kind of situation that he's describing there of walking through this process is I, I know somebody, but... I, and I want to get an introduction to them, so I'm going to search for them, but I want to find somebody in their organization that can give me a, a good introduction, you know, that I can get that third-party kind of introduction, I guess. Um, that has nothing to do with documents, but I think really for, the, for me, I'm right in tune, right in line with you, I guess, in that I see this as a way to um, see the content that we've been working on, see the content that they've been working on. Of course, this is security trimmed. You're not going to be able to see content that you don't have permission to see. Mm -hmm. All right. Next message is Viva Las Vegas. No, Viva Connections. Viva Connections. <clears throat> Private preview app visible in Teams. Uh, this is MC276017. Um, the interesting thing about this update is, hang on, I thought we already had it. Um, but that's, of course, only if you've gone through the necessary steps to get it going in your environment. Uh, if you think back to, I think it was March, April-ish, it was released. Uh, you could go through and make sure that you've met the requirements of setting up a, a SharePoint home site and your global navigation. And then you had to go through some interesting little steps to package up a application to publish in Teams so that your um, Viva Connections site was visible on the app rail. So this is what I think they are trying to make much easier by removing the need for those packaging steps and making the application available uh, within the store um, or the app catalog to add to Teams. Um, now, of course, you'll still need to go through those steps to set up the home site and the global navigation and, and those various choices, but at least you've got the app packaging sorted. So um, it's going to look a little something like this, um, where you will be able to see it within the Teams Admin Center and, and make it published or not. Um, it won't be available yet until um, the uh, Teams is made, uh, sorry, the Viva Connections is made fully available. Um, and if you have gone through these steps earlier and published it already, then uh, have no fear. There are no changes to your experience. It's not going to go behind the scenes and, and reset a whole lot of things. Um, Viva Connections will still be working for you. Uh, so uh, this is going to be rolling out... Um, uh, well, I've got quite specific on this one, Daniel. It's uh, August 12th uh, when this app will be available within the Teams Admin Center. And uh, you can go through the steps at that point, and you don't have to worry about packaging an app. Good step. 
Yes. Uh, one thing I will point out is it's talking about, you know, in preparation, the app will be in the Teams Admin Center. Um, and But at this point, it says at the very top that you won't be able to actually install it. So we'll let you know when you'll be able to use it. But yes, I am excited about this one because frankly, when we started talking about Viva Connections, uh, this is exact, uh, exact experience that I thought we were going to get at the very beginning. And so when they rolled out, here's how you can do it for now, it was like, wait, what? I've got to package up an app. This is the same process I've been going through for a while to add SharePoint sites to Teams. So I'm, I like seeing this. This is that next step in making that Viva Connections be that experience that I think people are expecting. Mm you know, when they want to add it to Teams. Yeah, so there's not a lot more to, to add to that, but hopefully that clarifies the reason why it talks about private preview because it's um, still kind of yeah. <laughs> under your control. And um, yeah. is it really private though? I mean, if I can go through and set this up now, it's not like I'm in that traditional private preview right. select customers uh, list that Microsoft usually uh, takes customers through. But Daniel, let's get on to other things. Um, tell us about this significant sure. change for Teams meeting recordings. Yeah, Teams meeting recordings auto expiration in OneDrive and SharePoint. This is MC274188. And this message is talking about, and it's actually been updated since it's been released to provide some clarity and good thing because um, I think there's some questions, there's still some even questions outstanding on this, but this will be rolling out. The timing is late September through mid November. And what this is doing is, you know, uh, let's take a step back, recordings. If you are in a Teams channel meeting, okay, and we won't get details on how to set those up, but if you're in one of those and it's recorded, then that recording gets saved to the team, into SharePoint, into that team's site storage. If you are in a uh, another type, of, the other type of Teams meeting, and someone hits record, then that recording is saved in their OneDrive. This is rolling out. This policy is rolling out with a 60-day expiration, meaning those recordings, as they sit there will be removed after 60 days and it will be gone from OneDrive and it'll be gone from the SharePoint team site. Now, it will be put into recycle bins, so admins will be able to go get it out of the recycle bin and the admin recycle bin, but it's gonna be removed. And the thinking here from Microsoft is that no one, they see it in their telemetry that no one's really going back to meeting recordings after 60 days. Uh, and they're saving storage. Uh, so this is a way for, you know, those meetings do add up, literally. Um, and so they're really wanting to make sure that they keep them clean. Now, it does, the, the message does talk through how you can use this new switch, meeting recording expiration days. Um, now, there is an existing uh, commandlet that they're ignoring that's not this. It's a call recording expiration days. That's not what's being used here. This is a new one. Uh, you can set it to whatever you want from one day, which, wow, that'd be fast, at deleting all meeting recordings in one day. 
99,999, which is 273 years, apparently. I didn't do the math. I'm trusting those that created this message. Um, so, uh, and then another really, really important thing to talk about here is um, it is not going to replace your retention. So any retention, legal hold, you know, all those policies, they override this. So if you have a retention policy set for this type of data, then it's going to follow that. It won't follow this setting, but it is rolling out with that 60 days uh, setting. So if you want to change it, then you're going to need to do it. You, you, so this is a big deal. Mm. You need to tell your users this is going to happen or you need to change it to be ever whatever you want it to be. But anyway, it still needs to be uh, talked about in your organization. Um, so the one of the biggest, Daryl, I think, questions is what happens if you downloaded the meeting recording and re-upload it mm. or move it using the OneDrive or SharePoint in UI move functions to a different folder? What happens? And I don't think we get an, an answer here. I have an assumption, but I don't think we can get an We don't have an answer here. Really. Yeah, well, <clears throat> the thing that stands out for me in, in this update is while on average – after 60 days, most people haven't seen those recordings. They're also just happily assuming that, oh, it'll be there if I ever need to go back to it. And this is what That's right. you have to take care of. Um, yeah. That if you do want to think keep about it, Think about uh, l like lunch and yeah. learns and all company meetings yeah. and, you know, those kind of things where, yeah, it'd be nice to review what was said last quarter. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a deliberate step now that you have to take if you want to keep that recording. And what you were asking, Daniel, before is that, that what is the action to keep this and to take it out of this um, expiry cycle? Is it enough for me to uh, take a copy and, and put it somewhere or move it somewhere? Uh, or is, is it still going to be seen by some kind of tag as a, this is a recording, so we're still going to expire it? Um, so that, that's things that we would like to know and, and um, you know, figure out. But the thing about moving a file and moving it from where it was when it was recorded uh, also tends to break the way that you can access the recording conveniently. Today, you go back to your meeting recording Definitely. or your, your meeting in Teams and you can play that recording in line. Um, now, if you're going to shift that to try and protect it, then you also have to think about how you want to present that to people and make it available and so that it's still easy to find. Yeah. I think we need to come up with a process to update. I think copy is a better a better way than than move. Mm. You know, take a copy of that video recording and put it somewhere else. Yeah. Um, but but how do you update the meeting with that new URL, right? That new link. You know, do, are we going to get one down the road to where we can edit that meeting recap that has the transcription mm. and has the video an attendance record Can't, are we going to be able to go in there and and say here's the, the new video or do we are we just going to be able to just reply and give a new link mm. it's a bit wonky i think at this point of it's rolling out 60 days i get it that they think and maybe they're seeing that in telemetry that people don't go back and view yeah. it but I think it's one of those safety net things where people like, I can always go back and review it, yeah. right? I, no, you can't. <laughs> if you don't change this, no, you can't. It, it's going to be gone. So you need to to come up with a process 
and manage this change. Yep, definitely. So uh, looking at that, um, make sure that you've understood all of these clarification points and, and where it, it takes uh, mm-hmm. takes action. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. well, this is something we can return to, Daniel, when we've found out a bit more so we can give some good advice definitely. to people. Yeah, definitely. Let's um, quickly spend enough time on that. Quickly switch over to nested replies. Yeah, um, this is not obvious to begin with unless you're looking at uh, the service tag, but nested replies and related features, uh, it's referring to Yammer, and this is MC276026. Actually, nested replies is something we'd like for our teams too, right? Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, But nested replies for Yammer... Uh, what is this? This is uh, it's actually one of the updates in, in a number of updates here uh, where a nested reply is when you are replying to a reply. Now, I want to come back and actually talk about uh, how Yammer talks about replies to a post. I post something, maybe it's some news or something to celebrate, and someone uh, wants to respond to that. Yammer calls that a comment. You are adding a comment to the conversation. Um, so that is your post <laughs> or a comment to, to that post. If you wanted to reply to that comment, then that is what they consider a nested reply. You're replying to someone's comment about the post. So this goes one level deep. And um, the, let's just bring up a couple of things here. Daniel, you're coming back on screen. Um, we are looking at nested replies. Here's a good example of what it looks like because it's not available yet. But if you were to um, have this post, I love it when a product team you know, creates a demo, which is message one, message two, reply one, reply two. Here's the initial post, older post. And someone has commented on it. Cecil has commented on his own post. Um, and then Celeste has replied to his comment. And so that's where you get your nested replies. Um, Cecil has replied also in that same nested reply conversation, so it all stays at that one level. Uh, And so that's how you can have those discussions. Now we see this in um, Facebook, for example, where you can have that reply to reply. And it's actually going to be quite a useful feature for encouraging conversations uh, but allowing people to to start to branch off and talk about other other things related to that core topic. Um, Daniel, what do you think of this? I think it's great. You know, we've we've talked about nested replies for a while, uh, and we yes, you mentioned we want this in teams uh, because it. What can happen is a reply can bring in new context, and in this in this. Uh, sense when we're talking about Yammer, a comment can bring in new content uh, context to what is being said, and people want to have that conversation about. Oh, you said that. Let's let's kind of flush that out a bit. Well, in Teams, we can't do that. It's just one thread, and you kind of have to at mention people and try to, you know, uh, keep people in in that mm-hmm. context. So I like this uh, being able to uh, not get so dirty and messy of of, well, which reply are you talking about? Um, it helps, yeah. definitely. Actually, it, you helped me recall that um, there is a reply feature coming to Teams, which has been talked about in recent videos, but it's almost like it takes a quote 
and puts a block of text. It does. Much like a Well, we chat. see that, yeah, much like in chat. When we're, you know, now for those that have that feature, you can you can reply and have that chat in mobile. It's been there for a mm. while. Uh, it just takes a copy of what you're replying to and puts it in yep. there. Um, so it's it's a different experience. Yep. But here we are in Yammer. Uh, I do like having this nested replies to those comments. This cool zoom button. Um, so there is a, another aspect to this update, which I'll just quickly brief go through them. Uh, nested replies, you can deep link to them. So if you do get a notification, then you are taken directly to that nested reply. You're not sort of wandering through the whole conversation thread to find out where that notification was for. The same experience is available across mobile. Uh, there was one other thing here too, uh, which is uh, being able to sort the Yammer feed. Um, so this is where, you know, when a, a, a conversation gets to be quite popular and busy and every time someone um, re responds to it, it gets bumped to the top of the, uh, the feed so that it becomes the, the first thing that you see. Uh, so you have a way soon to be able to see recent posts rather than the most recently replied to post or in other words, recent activity. And that allows you to see you know, new posts as they come in and not get um, flooded because uh, it, it just happens to be a hot conversation. So those are all bundled together in this particular message. I know that was supposed to be a quick reference. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's a good thing to see uh, coming to that. Uh, I know there's another one there about bi-directional pagination. Go read it for yourself. Um, it might take a little longer for me to respond to reply to that one. Um, Daniel, let, I like it. No, I that's, like uh, it. That, we're, we're not here to read messages, my friend. We're here to bring bring context. Bring context. Bring that. I'll do a deep dive on that one. Um, quick mention yeah. time, man. Yes. So this one, the first one we're going to do is in preview. Oh, Microsoft 365. Now this is this is the one that um, I don't have. What? Oh, let's. Well then, just feature. Flip on over to uh, to see your desktop. I, I'm going to share then. There we go. So we we mentioned this earlier on that I have a message in my message center that Daryl doesn't have at all, and it doesn't even say this is specific to a country or a region. So this is one that is interesting. In preview, Microsoft 365 now includes the core functionalities of Visio MC 274189. And so this is rolling out mid-August, completed in late August. And in essence, and it's been talked about, and we mentioned it on the show, uh, that everyone who has an enterprise license to Microsoft 365, a commercial, sorry, a commercial plan, will be able to get, a, will get Visio. Just like you have Word, Excel, PowerPoint, there's going to be an app for Visio. And you're going to have functionality where you can create simple Visio diagrams. You're going to be able to collaborate, co-author in that suite, be yeah. able to co-author on diagrams and flowcharts. Um, and then being able to have that integrated experience with Teams. You're going to be able to do this mm. in Teams, just like you are other office documents. So what about meetings? Can you do this in meetings and such? Uh, it'll be awesome to see if we about can. Because, uh, I mean, much as Whiteboard is a nice yeah. app, um, Visio, mm -hmm. all the connectors and dragging things and keeping things connected yep. and text and stuff. So exactly. So Visio, now the experience you're going to get for free is not the full Visio functionality. There is still a paid plan 
Uh, but what you could do in this in this sense is get started. You could get started and then move on. If someone has a um, better license, take that diagram and move on and make it even better um, and do the various functionality. So anyway, so this is, I'm excited about this because Visio is has been lacking for so long, but we've been using, uh, lacking in Microsoft 365 for so long, uh, but we've been using Visio for so long in in diagramming networks and diagramming processes and diagramming what we're doing uh, for our organization. So I'm actually pretty excited about this one. Like I said, mid-August is when this is going to start rolling out. Well, fantastic. Next, next, next update. Yes, Harold. yes. So we'll, we'll move on from that inspiration. Um, I'm just keen to check something out there. Um, this is a, a, a short one um, about releasing Fluid components to Microsoft Teams chat, uh, just to say that the message is updated and the rollout has been pushed out a month. So uh, standard release, uh, expect to see it complete by late September and GCC uh, out, uh, expect to see it mid-October through to late September. Uh, which, by the way, if you've come across uh, my content that helps you prepare your organization for this particular update, um, then uh, check that out because you've now got another month to, to get that message out to people and promote it and so people know what's actually going to be landing on their desktops. Um, Daniel? Uh, How would they find this? You oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, was it mwc.tips forward slash live component something something. I'll put it in the description. I wasn't really... <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. it's a quick link. Right. It'll work. Yes, nice quick mention there. Next one. Ability to sign roles to Azure AD groups is now generally available. This is MC274516. This is a great update for those of you that like to manage access via AD groups. So what this is going to do, and now this is only for Azure AD groups for now, but it will, um, they're looking at on-premises groups as well in the future. But right now you'll be able to then with a premium Azure AD license, okay, got to make sure it, you understand it does require a license, but you'll be able to assign users roles within Microsoft 365 based upon their membership in a group, in an Azure AD group. So you'll be able to say, here's an Azure AD group for all SharePoint admins. And so if someone needs to be a SharePoint admin, then we're gonna put them in that group or all exchange or all uh, maybe people who graduate from the champions program, adoption program, they all get added to the message center yeah. leader role. So they'll be able to see content that's coming, updates that are coming. You know, think of it that way, being able to manage that. Without, it's not a per user where it's you're assigning it the role to a group, and then you just manage users in groups like you normally do giving permissions. So uh, this one is awesome, and it is rolling out, uh, golly, when, I think it's now. I mean, it's, uh, Where's the date in this message? Yep, it's now. It's now generally ah, available. Okay. Again, you need the license, but um, I think it's. I think for most larger organizations, you're going to have a license to do this. So have at it. Cool. Uh, you've got that last one there too. So uh, the last one is as well is uh, about Teams ability to swap content and gallery is coming back. MC two seven five one five two, and this is when. 
you know, when people share content within Teams meeting, it focuses on that content, right? You, so you can see the PowerPoint or the document they're sharing or the website. But uh, what this is bringing back the ability for you to then click on the people, you know, in the people area to focus on people again instead of the content. Um, I have used this previously when and I'm in meetings and they show content, but they're on a slide mm. for a while. And I'm like, I want to get the feel for the room and get the feel for the presenter more than the slide. So I'll click on the people again so I can see, get a more. This is kind of, and I know this is a quick mention, but this is kind of where, you know, you're sitting in a room being presented to and you look at the screen. Okay, I get it, what they're talking about. And then you focus on the person. Right. You switch to them and go, OK, now I'm listening to you. Eye to eye contact. I'm I'm seeing, you know, your mannerisms. Mm. I'm seeing how you're talking about this. And then when they flip, flip the slide, you can go back to the slide and take a look. I, this is exactly the way I learn. I uh, hope, you know, for a lot of people, I'm sure it uh, is. So this is great. So this is rollout mid-August completed by end of August. Yeah. Now, we That's do it. have something of a callback. Uh, and I've been waiting yeah. for this one because it is quite a, a decorative good thing to see. Uh, here it is. It is uh, the SharePoint events web part will display event images. Uh, up until now, it has been a bit of a benign web part, which, uh, you know, you see a, a date and, a, and an event and you click on through and that's when you see the fancy stuff. Uh, but now you'll be able to see the um, the thumbnails that, or the images that come through. So I did want to just quickly flick over to a demo. We'll just hide Daniel's desktop here for now. We're back to a website where this is running now. At least uh, it is in my tenant. <laughs> it should be in yours soon. If not, it's already there. Here's the example. I've got my upcoming events. Now these. This is a website that's all about trying to promote the way that we work and discuss it, live events and uh, maybe champions that come along and demonstrate stuff. So here's a couple of events about learning how to create teams for teamwork or managing documents for projects. And here's the event um, uh, thumbnail that comes on through, rather the image that comes through. So if we see that in action, uh, go through here, it is grabbing the header image that you might have used within your event to make it a bit more snazzy. Um, and if we go back to our page, uh, then you'll see this uh, in two forms. If I edit the page, this is the list form. But if we drag this up so that it's in a film strip kind of view, then it'll also come through and look like the, a card view there and be a lot more attractive than the empty space that was there in uh, previous, uh, previous times. Do you like that, Daniel? I do indeed. And uh, I have been... Uh, looking forward to this, uh, just like you. Uh, so I think that's a great, anytime we can bring that multimedia in, um, you know, bring that image in, uh, helps users find the content. So I'm, I'm loving it. Well, that was the show, my man. Um, it's a little bit longer than usual, although we are kind of uh, bleeding over a bit to the 35, 36, 39, depending on how enthusiastic we've been. But Hey, we covered two weeks we this did. week. So. We did, we did. And it was interesting Calm stuff. yourself down, people. That's right. So you know where to find us. Uh, you've been tuned in to the 365 Message Center show. Um, if you want to 
find the podcast as well. Uh, if it's your preferred way of consuming what we're talking about, then you'll find that at messiscenter.show. And we use the convention of forward slash and the episode number you've been listening to, episode 205? Yes, 205. Where else can we find us, Daniel? You can find us on all the socials at 365MCS. And also make sure you subscribe below. If you're on uh, YouTube, hit the bell, ring-a-ling it, and kick the like button, the thumbs up, kick it. Just kick it. It'll, it'll work, I promise, uh, to like this video so other people can find content. Yep, we've got a, a so Facebook page, for a LinkedIn page right. as well. So, you know, um, Twitter. find that find that there and follow those things so that you'll find uh, at when we publish the content. All right. Thank you again. We'll see you uh, next week. Bye for now. Bye-bye.